How Do We Get Here podcast. I'm Morris in Ann Arbor, Michigan, with Chad in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> that's that's because there's a Nevada, Iowa. Is there you, you, know? you like research this? So someone told me. <laughs> One of our subscribers. Oh, really? Well, thank you, yes. subscriber, for the interesting information. Yeah, I had to look up how it was actually pronounced, though, but it's pronounced Nevada, I think. Nevada? It was Idaho or Iowa? Iowa. Is your is our subscriber from Iowa, or they just happen no. to know this? I think I think they just happen to know this. Fascinating information. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, how's it going, Mark? It's going all right. I just took a nap thirty minutes ago. Nice. I'm feeling pretty refreshed. I was afraid I was going to like sleep through our scheduled time. Well, you were a little late. Yes, playing games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was not nap related. No, I woke up. I woke up way ahead of ske- the scheduled time, and then I decided to play some games on my phone. Nice, as you do. Yes, and I also just side note. This is going to be the first craft podcast where I don't have a beer. Oh, why not? What happened? I ran out and then I forgot uh, to buy some last weekend. I thought you were going to have like a story of why you couldn't drink. Like I was going to say I'm an alcoholic and I need to stop. Yeah, you're one, you're one beer a night alcoholism. <laughs> nope, nothing that exciting. Um, so I have notes from last week's episode. Yeah. Now that, now that we have listeners and i get lots of feedback now <laughs> okay yeah. what do we got um so melissa told me that she would actually like to eat in the dark ah good except, thank you melissa yeah except she said that she would use her cell phone to like still look around well i think you get kicked out if you do that because we've gone out to eat before and then because of like how dimly lit some of these places are, we've seen old people use their cell phone like flashlights to look at the menu. So you just pretend to be that? That doesn't work in a place where you're, everyone's supposed to be blind. Right. No, and I Google image that place and I, I found pictures of like people when you get led into the uh, the restaurant, you have to like put basically put your hand on someone else's back and they lead you to your seat. <laughs> doesn't sound fun at all. So what if, like, there's got to be disgruntled employees everywhere, right? So what if you got the disgruntled cook that day? And they, they, do you think they cook in the dark? They don't cook in the dark. I don't think they cook in the dark, but they know what they're cooking. Oh, and then, so you mean they, like, give you some crap to eat that you can't see anyways? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would hope that your your heightened sense of taste would allow you to know that there was crap in the food. <laughs> I guess if it smelled like crap, you could pick it out, but... Yeah, not literally crap, but figuratively, like something that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. So when I Googled this place also, I decided to add photos to the podcast last last week. And yeah. I stopped after like 30 minutes because I realized that like no one probably looks at their phone while they're listening to podcasts. So how, do, how does that even work? What does it look like? It's... I'm, I'm glad that you looked at it. <laughs> it's only on the phone or it's on the computer as well i think it's only on the phone so i think instead of the podcast cover i think 
the photo was there for like however long I put it there for. So I think I left some of them up for like a minute or two. Oh, okay. So like when we talked about Domino's, I put up a picture of like the Domino's delivery car. (laughs) Yeah, man, you got to do that every week. (laughs) I think I tried to find Domino's female delivery person. It just didn't exist. No, I think it gave me like like pornographic pictures. (laughs) So I didn't do that. Nice. Um. And then I also put the dining in the dark thing, and it sh- it looked like it looked like hostage photos. <laughs> it's just like darkness, right? Well, it's like night vision, like pictures uh, of people being led that's around. Right. That's a good job. Yeah. So I gave up pretty quickly because I figured that was like a waste of time. When then you're gonna use something that's copyright, and you're gonna get us sued. Oh yeah, I didn't I'm think more of that. than just suck dog. So I guess I definitely will stop doing it now. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not how Google's supposed to be used, folks. Can, do you want to start talking about copyright law? I wish that I could be a copyright lawyer. That's if I had it all to do again, knowing what I know now. Why? Because there's so many people that break the law and don't even know. Yeah, but then even if you go after someone and they claim, can you? I mean, isn't I don't know? Can you claim ignorance and then get like a slap on the wrist? Ignorant. Oh, what is that saying? Ignorance is not. I don't know. It's not um, an excuse. No, the company I work for, I they it was like they settled for like thirty grand for using some girl's photo. The company paid thirty grand. Yeah. Really? How did the girl find out? Um, that I don't know, and it had been there for like years before they figured it out. So, if I was a copyright lawyer, I would just Google things all day. <laughs> Yeah, but you'd have to have like at least a couple of scores a year to make your your salary worth it. Oh, I I would get like a hundred a day just by googling things. How do you even figure? What, what would you Google? You just Google something that's popular right now, and then there's a million people that are using <laughs> images illegally. There's actually a website. Oh man, I'm not gonna remember it. This is stupid now. Um, but like as a photographer, I put all my images onto this website and they search like constantly to see if any of my oh. photos are being used illegally. And then you just like hit a button and it sends them a cease and desist letter. That's like the thing that Evan has when he um when he grades papers. He runs it through like a plagiarism thing. Yeah. Which um very similar to that. Which in high school they used to threaten us that they had something like that, but I doubt they did. <laughs> they just didn't care. There was no way they had that in 1998. That's true. I was even a super stickler for that for, in for, high school and college. For what? Of not uh, plagiarizing things. Did did we take the astronomy class together? <laughs> yes. At Boston College? Yes, I dropped it. <laughs> yes, and someone else dropped it as well, and I was stuck there. But... I remember there was a paper that I ended up getting like an F on because I tried to be funny. (laughs) And uh, the other person that dropped with you turned in a paper that was copy pasted from Wikipedia or whatever. Was there Wikipedia at the time? I don't know. I don't think so. But they got a, they got an A. They got a great grade. Hold on. You tried to be funny and you got an F? Well, we were supposed to do like an extra credit paper. It was extra credit too or something about something about the moon so i did a paper about dark like pink floyd's dark side of the moon 
<laughs> did you do the actual assignment and then incorporated dark side of the moon lyrics um actually i think i like i talked about what i knew about the moon from the class okay and then what and, and then we just like segued into so you did the assignment right I thought I did the assignment well and humorously. It was the guy, he would come in with a guitar and like make us listen to him play guitar the whole class period. So I thought he would appreciate it, a little humor. I don't, like I know that I, the only thing I remembered was that I dropped the class. Even though there were a ton of football players in that class, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it together. Yeah, it was supposed to be a super easy class, but that was only if you were a football player and someone else was doing all your work. Yeah, I... I straight up just had a D in that class and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. There was a ton of math. It was awful. Yeah. And then also like the, those, what are those called? Um, when the stars form something in the sky, what is that? Constellations. <laughs> yeah. Constellations are BS. They just drawing random lines. Like I can draw lines too and make <laughs> it look like something else. They don't even make it look like that. Really? Like they're just, it's, it's like a real big stretch. Like when, what is it? The the bear one or something? I don't know. That really annoyed me. I don't know. <laughs> well, just the Orion's belt is just three. Yeah. Three stars. And like, what's 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 the Milky Way? I don't know. <laughs> we obviously did not do well in yeah, that class because we don't even know that. The funny thing is that I think Melissa can actually look up at the sky and say that's the Big Dipper or something like that. She can actually point it out or she's lying. I don't know. I can actually, I noticed the only one I notice is Orion's belt, which I believe is the handle to the Big Dipper. So I could figure out the Big Dipper. <laughs> see, this is all, this is all BS to me. Like, can you actually see the, the North Star? Yeah, I don't even know what to look for for that. Isn't it just the brightest star? Which again, like how can... Towards the North? I think so. Doesn't it move? <laughs> The astronomy podcast with Morris and Chad. Supposedly, the sailors back in the day used to look in the sky and figure out which way was north by looking for that star. So I would hope it didn't move. Yeah. So even though everything else moves, that one stays the same because it's like at the north. It's <laughs> like right at the pole. I don't. I don't know. I think that's way up. <laughs> We're just making ourselves look dumber and dumber. So let's let's move on. All right. Anyways. Um. So if you had said all that and like kept a straight face or like didn't laugh, we could have passed it off as mm -hmm. like actual fact. <laughs> right. That's all that's all scientific knowledge is is someone speaking really confidently about something. Right. Because when I was editing last week's podcast, I noticed that towards the end I get really loose with what I consider a fact. And then <laughs> and then also like I think Melissa called me out on it. And then Evan also was like, I'm going to hear something on your, on your podcast. And then I'm going to like spout it out and forget that I heard it on your podcast. And someone's going to ask me like, where did you hear that? And it's like, I don't know, some podcast. <laughs> That's so good. We need to make sure that we're giving lots and lots of facts. Yeah, we're going to call it like, we'll just start a new thing called like podcast facts. Well, Evan, our friend Evan is an expert in music. So let's make a music fact so he can be, like get really angry at you just make up really stupid thing false things about music podcast music facts <laughs> yeah so that was my that was my other note that's a good note yeah. good notes but what did what did melissa call you on though 
Um, I don't think she called me on anything specific. I think she just said, like, because she has a big gripe with how I will say something to her really confidently, even though, like, I don't know anything about anything. And eventually she, she says that it sounds right, but, like, it's totally not right. <laughs> like, when uh, I try to give her, like, medical advice. <laughs> she, right. She gets pretty angry about that. <laughs> Where are you getting your information? Um, you know, life, <laughs> WebMD. <laughs> it's it's like anecdotal things and things that just uh, that I feel should be right if they aren't right. So you're you're um, what's it called when you think everything is wrong with you? Um, that thing that you are. I don't know what that like a like a condition like a something maniac. I don't like a something maniac. Like, uh, oh, everything is wrong with you. Yeah. You think you have cancer. Oh, like a hypochondriac. <laughs> Dude, that's such an easy word. Hypochondriac. What hypochondriac. is it? Hypochondriac. Yeah. So we, in your household, you have a hypochondriac living with a doctor. <laughs> How does that go? No, but see, that's, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ever sick anymore. I think that went away as soon as I like stopped eating crap all the time and started exercising. Oh. So maybe you were sick all the time before, maybe. and we just made. Fun or of I just always felt like crap because I ate Pepsi. Right. I drank Pepsi every morning. Right. I think I've only gotten sick like once in the last like two or three years. That's a lie. Probably gotten sick more than that, <laughs> but I've only gotten sick once this year. It's only March. Yeah, so winter's almost over. My cat is scratching on something she's not supposed to be scratching on. It makes me. It makes me think she's about to pee on it. <laughs> Do you have to do you have to go tend to that? Or or maybe she already peed oh. on it. Let's go check. Let's check it out. What was she scratching? It's a box of magic cards. She definitely shouldn't pee on that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All clear. I'm gonna grab her and see if she'll talk. <laughs> Does cat urine smell like people urine? Oh man, no, no. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about cat urine. What does it smell like? Um, I found this cat on the streets, and she was not fixed. What's her name? Which I guess uh, her name is Gilfie. She was not fixed, and she went into heat like twice before I figured out what was going on. But also she would pee on everything on my chair. So I thought it was because she wasn't fixed, and that was just something they did. But then she kept doing it. Maybe because she wasn't like house. I mean, do cats get housebroken? A cat's, like, natural reaction is to, like, bury their pee, you know? So did you not have a litter box? No, we did. Oh. I did. But we figured out now it's kind of like an attitude thing. So if her hair gets too long, she's like a long-haired cat, but she's shaved all the time. Yep. If it gets too long, she starts smelling herself, we think. And then her way to tell us to get her groomed is to pee on our things. Podcast cat facts. <laughs> <laughs> Guess, we're guessing it. Guessing on the facts because we only have, it's all based on Gilfie. All facts about cats are based on my experience with one cat. So do you think she just has an attitude thing? Like she is like, I do what I want. Yeah. But the smell, so I had this chair in my old apartment and she peed on it so many times and I would like use cleaner 
and let it air out for days, but it was always kind of there. So I feel like I just permanently have that smell in my nose now. By cleaner, do you mean Febreze? No, I got special cat oh. cat enzyme, enzyme cleaner. It smelled like oranges. Oh, that's interesting. I will not advertise for that company because it work. I still smell the pee. But yeah, cat pee smelled really, really gross. So yeah, that was your, your podcast, Cat Fact. Yeah, right. I got a lot, so I'll save those up. What else do I have noted here? You were talking about, we were talking about Chinese food last week, I think. Or maybe the week before. Were we? Maybe this was the week before. You said that you really okay. liked Chinese food. Is that, is that a fact? You know, no, you have to go back and prove this to me. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all. Anyways, I don't even know why. I'm oh, I like Chinese buffets. Oh. That is different. That is very different. It's very different, actually. And now it makes my note very, like, very <laughs> irrelevant. Because, oh. because I saw this on something I was watching, and they basically said that the best Chinese food in the United States is in Vegas. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Because I mean, the, I don't hate Because supposedly the hotels are trying to attract Chinese tourists. And so they have, like, actual authentic Chinese food there to get them there. Like at the buffets or no, I have to go Chinese to restaurants? Okay. Yeah, like on the strip. You need to send me this. I want to go. Do you, your Chinese buffets, though, are they, like, what are you eating? Uh, mostly French fries <laughs> and fries and pizza and crab rangoon things. Mm. Without the crab, it's just cream cheese. So you do eat crab you rangoon? Yeah, but not if it actually has crab in it. You're so white. It's like my favorite food. When we ate Chinese food in Minnesota, I got crab rangoons as a joke. And I kind of don't hate them, but I know that it's not Chinese. Um, what is it, What about that is not Chinese? Please tell me. Everything. <laughs> They don't put cream cheese in everything in China? I don't think they have cream cheese in China. You get to the bottom of who invented the... And why you can only get them at Chinese restaurants. It should be everywhere if it's not Chinese food. Well, they got to keep the doors open. So they got to get the Americans in. Like, no, so today, today, like me and Melissa went to eat, to eat lunch at a Chinese place. And they gave us these menus that were like all in Chinese. And I was like, oh, wow. this must be pretty legit, right? But then she asked them for, like, an English menu. Like, General So's chicken was on there and, like, sweet and sour chicken, like, pork was on it. So they were being kind of racist, well, assuming you wanted her. Yeah, kind of. I think, well, so the, I'm sure the, the, the all Chinese menu was, like, the authentic menu. And then they, like, you ordered from the right menu. No, I bet it had <laughs> crab rangoons on it. <laughs> Just written it. Chinese script. Chinese script. <laughs> what what is it called? What is the Chinese alphabet called? Um, I wish I could tell you. Or what are the like individual the individual like like symbols have a name? Like the characters? Yeah, I thought it was different than characters though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure I'm right, but I'm pretty sure that sounds right. Um, All right. Anyway, that's. I thought so when I heard that, I thought of you living there but then i also thought it was weird that if you were like visiting the united states from china and then you wanted to like you would go there to eat chinese food because it would be like 
if you were like an American and you went to like Italy to eat like McDonald's or something. I feel like people do that. <laughs> like why would you cross like an ocean to eat what you could eat at home? Well, they didn't come here to eat American food. Why not? They came here to lose all their money. Eating is like half, half like of like what traveling is. I think that's a you like a you thing. Me what? And yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say all the viewers weigh in with your thoughts, but they're all your <laughs> friends, so they're gonna agree with you. Also, Chinese food, if to them, is just called food. Oh. <laughs> well, how come how come everyone else can make that joke, but when I say that when I lived in California, California Pizza Kitchen was just called the Pizza Kitchen. Nobody left. No one thinks I'm funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, only I left. Why? Well, yeah. True. Yeah. I've rolled my eyes. Right. I guess that's what everyone does to me. <laughs> Yeah, this okay, I get I, it. this might be why like we have a podcast so we can like laugh at our own jokes. Yeah, that's yeah. fine too. Yeah, I was looking at the stats of our podcast. Do we have stats now? Yeah, for a little a little bit of stats. What do we What do we have? I didn't know that they like revealed them to us. The podcast has been listened to on seven devices. Podcast facts: seven hundred devices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Dang it. Okay, here's here's an awesome fact. The on episode five, um, we had seven hours of listening already for a one hour podcast. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to say. Uh-oh. People are supposed to assume that we have like a five minute podcast. Episode five is was an hour and seven minutes long, and the time per device is one hour and six minutes. Hmm. So people are really into it, and they listen to almost the whole thing. They probably just quit it suck dog (laughs) whereas episode four they only listened to 55 minutes of it so what was episode four the pizza and jobs i felt like that was our strongest work yeah well i would say that the uh the devices disagree that's interesting that they tell you the listening time because i was always under the impression that like the subscriber numbers were what like were monitored it's it's just like all the other social medias. You can fake that so so easily now. Huh. So then we could they want some real stats. We can go for like we have a hundred percent like listenership engagement. Well it's average consumption right. is a percentile a percentage. We have 90, episode five was ninety nine percent. We have ninety nine percent average consumption rate. Episode one it was a hundred and eight percent. How's that possible? <laughs> it means someone listened to it twice. Oh, I think that might have been me. No, but we could totally like get we can get advertisers and sponsors. Be like we have ninety nine percent average consumption rate. Yeah. So if the people that are listening really listen, right? So anywhere that we put your ad, it'll be heard. Yeah, we'll get some. We'll get some ear holes on it. <laughs> Oh, but actually, in terms of the podcast in general, I had some thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Want to throw them out at you? Yeah, do it. Because I was actually thinking about Evan because he could have a podcast that would do like be good because he knows a lot about like a topic and he would probably talk about that topic. Right. 
we don't have that. Yeah, right. So I was thinking, what if we like did play by play on baseball games we were watching on TV together? Like we need a goal. We so need like a focus. I want my goal to be to become a play by play guy for baseball games. Right. So I want to use the podcast to do that. Okay. What do you want to use the podcast for? Um, I don't know. I, I have to work on that. We could do a podcast to practice being morning host guys. We just need to get like fart sounds and stuff and like go out on the weekend and get drunk people to say stuff and record these, them. These are very like high and lofty goals. I like to set my goal to be like much more realistic. Uh, I'm offended that you don't think mine is realistic. <laughs> like I would like to say that I would like the podcast to make me a more well-adjusted human being that is capable of speaking to a, a human being without coming off like a weirdo. <laughs> you're going to get all of your, like all the negative things in your head. You're just going to spit them out onto this podcast right. so that when you go into social, social situations, you're like all positive and right. Get all Good. I can get all the negative out now, and then keep the positive yeah. for later. When you're talking to, uh, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate being on the receiving end of all <laughs> of all your crap. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Like that was a pretty good thought on the podcast. Like Evan could have like a good focused podcast in contrast right. to our unfocused, <laughs> not good podcast. <laughs> Well, we do have the focus of pizza so far. We've we've established that. Yeah, we went really hard with pizza. Do you have any pizza reviews for this week? I don't have any pizza notes. I did buy a four pack of frozen pizza from Costco. It was on sale for six dollars. That's an insane deal. Like giant ones or little? Sixteen inches or eighteen inches? Holy cow! Yeah, they were on. That's a really good deal. Yeah, normally they're on. They're like ten bucks, but they're on sale. See, Costco should sponsor us. Yes, that would be amazing if they did. One pizza a week. I haven't dug into them yet, but I, I will soon. So that's the other thing you can think about. Like, who do you want to sponsor you? And then that's what the podcast is about. My, my goal will be to have Costco sponsor us. C Costco and PBR. Yes. So we just do PBR reviews every every week. PBR, the official drink of the How Do We Get Here podcast. Except for you called it water the first time you <laughs> talked about it. So The official <laughs> beer for people who don't really like beer of the How Do We Get That's Here podcast. Good. That could be their commercial, like people hanging out. I was like, what do you want to drink? All oh, you got is beer? Well, I guess PBR then. Did you see the commercial for, I think it was Budweiser during the Super Bowl? I don't know if you probably didn't watch it. Nah. So they had a commercial where they they tried to do the, like the commercials that tug at the heartstrings and they were saying right. how like a lot of the world possibly and the country don't have clean water to drink and right. what they did is that they donate like cans of water which i thought was like really ironic because people make fun of their beer for being like water and then they actually went and put water in their cans and gave it to people maybe they didn't actually put water in the cans maybe they just gave people cans of their water beer <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, I thought that was like a really good troll commercial. That's uh, yeah. Budweiser will not be sponsoring us. Like someone in their offices had to be like, hmm. Right. People are going to make fun of this because our water tastes like, or our beer tastes like water already. Or their water tastes like beer. <laughs> right. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Um, so your goal is to become a baseball commentator that I was just saying that's, it it would be something you could use the podcast to like work towards. Is that your actual goal though? I don't think I want to do that. No, I would like to go to baseball games (laughs) and just hang out every day. That sounds like a nice goal. Yeah. I don't know how to make the podcast work in that. You probably don't need a podcast to do that. You can just go and get season tickets. You just need money, man. Right. But I mean, season tickets to the the area 50, the Las Vegas area 51s probably don't cost very much. They start at a hundred dollars. The reason I was thinking of this is because we went and saw the Cubs at uh, this past weekend they were playing in Vegas. So I was thinking of that, how it would be fun to just hang out at baseball games. All you day, know how boring every day. Oh, baseball podcast like a play-by-play pod baseball podcast would be with like no moving pitchers i think it would be hilarious because you can't say the names of the players or the teams right. <laughs> without the expression consent of major league baseball so it would just be like number 51 hits it to the center field number 51 on the red team <laughs> all right what else, what other notes you got i'm done with show notes <laughs> That's everything oh i thought you had stretch it i'm doing the stretch it stretch it symbol with my hands i don't know what that is oh it's like pulling taffy apart oh yeah but what does it signify it means you gotta keep talking about this topic because our guest for today has canceled <laughs> you gotta fill the time so, all right so here's the segue right you thought about wanting to be a baseball commentator even though you really didn't mm-hmm. but then what we were going to talk about is our previous jobs in high school yeah. and college and throughout right even though all of my funny jobs happened in high school and college well, that's fine. So we grew up after right. that. So this would be like the, the comical job period. Right. So to segue back, um, as a kid, I would, my dad was always the announcer at our baseball games. And sometimes I would go up there and like, you don't really announce, you just say the names of the players that are coming up to bat. But I would do that. I did that sometimes. Did he ever, like, did he ever embellish? Oh man, he was the worst. <laughs> I can't think of an example, but he would like give people nicknames and stuff. <laughs> say their names funny oh man it was so embarrassing as a kid but now i want to do it to other people yeah because it would probably be the only way to make that like enjoyable for anyone besides the kids actually playing baseball yeah but he would keep the scorebook too he just liked doing that i think so pretty pretty big deal for little league baseball yeah as a kid i would sit in front of uh it was but if the cubs weren't playing but I still wanted to watch baseball. I would get out my scorebook and score the games as I was watching it on TV. Can you still score? Like, do you still know how to score games? Yeah, I'm not a pro. I have applied for that kind of job though. And it's pretty hard. Like a a stat stringer. Oh, was it you that applied for that? I thought about applying for it for the Red Sox. Yeah. But then I realized I don't know how to score games. It's so simple. Have you heard about the minor league extra innings rules? Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Good luck scoring that. The sec- the guy that starts on second base gets on base because of an error, but the error is not attributable to anybody. Wait, it's really because of an error? That's what they said? Yeah, that's according to the, the rule book. I didn't know that part. Yeah. And I don't know why I know that because I barely watch baseball anymore. I feel like that is not going to stick on the major league level. Yeah, I think they're testing it out right now in minor leagues. Also, they talk about like pace of play in the games. How does that help pace of play? <laughs> that game is already way longer than it should be. It's just going to cause so, a lot more bunting. Yeah, so that every in- extra inning game is just going to be two months and then the game's over. Yeah. So exciting. Um, you had that not even job with your dad. 
And then, right. and then what else did you do? Well, the thing I did that it, I didn't get paid. Well, I didn't get paid for that either. I got paid in baseball cards probably. <laughs> but when I was a kid, like six, 15, 16, I was on the volunteer fire department. And what did you volunteer to do? I volunteered to fight fires. Did you actually fight fires? Yeah, man. I got to go in a few. Did you really? Fires. Yeah. Like you put on the suit and the helmet? Yeah. How's that safe? So, A, I don't think it's legal, actually. How did your mother feel about that? Uh, she had like a, a little pendant, little angel pendant. And that kept you safe? Yeah. I, I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. So we were in like not rural Texas, but not like a city or anything. So there weren't a lot of fires. I worked on three structure fires while I was there. One, I was like first in. Like you yourself actually went into a burning building. Like our team. But you stood inside of a building that was actively burning down. Yeah. Um, another one, we just watched and burn. <laughs> and... The third one. You light your cigarettes off of it. <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to smoke. That you were clearly old um, enough to go into a fire. I would think some people would say that right. you were old enough to smoke at that point. Yeah, we have real issues with responsibility in this country. Like kids are allowed to go into burning buildings and fight fires, but they're not allowed to vote. I still don't get this whole concept of having high school kids fight fires. There's programs called like junior firefighters. Right. But I don't know what they're technically supposed to be doing, but I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to be running into fires. You guys like drive the fire truck too. (laughs) So a funny story. (laughs) I, I was always too scared to drive the fire truck anyway, but my sister learned how to drive stick shift on a fire truck. Was she, she she's older than me. Okay. Was she of age to drive? She was probably 17. That's good. That's a good start. So she was of age to drive. She wasn't like 14 or anything. (laughs) Yeah. But the other good story in terms of driving fire trucks is we had a kid. He was in between my sister and my age. So he was probably 16 and he flipped a fire truck. Like on its side or like (laughs) head over head over heels? It was on its side. So fire trucks carry like tons of water. That like sloshes around. So you have to be especially careful going around curves because the water will all like shift to one side. And he was going too fast around a curve and the water swished to the side and made the truck flip over. And the 16 year old did this? Yeah. I don't know what happened to the fire. Did the town like just stop the fire department? department from ever doing anything ever again was that it no not at all the kid was like super wealthy and or his family was and his dad bought a new fire truck what? and everything was fine man imagine if the internet was around back then yeah seriously that would just be like on snapchat and twitter and world star i tried to look it up to see if i could find any information about it no i bet they covered it up they might have what town was this this is bernie so bernie had a paid fire department the city of bernie but we were leon springs is that like a village somewhere down the road yeah kind of oh did you ever go to rudy's barbecue that's leon springs i vaguely remember that so that's the like area that's a really ridiculous story. How much does a fire truck cost? Uh, I don't. I don't even know, man. Let's buy one. Let's see. <laughs> and flip it. Um. Here's some. Oh, these are newer, but they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So this family probably just like dropped a hundred hundred thousand on a new truck. The guy is very successful in L.A. right now, working in the movie industry. That's or like advertising or something. Was his last name Weinstein? <laughs> No, I don't want to say his last name. <laughs> it was not Weinstein, though. 
Um, all right. Well, that's pretty funny and crazy. Do you have any other jobs? I wasn't allowed to work other than that. Why? Because you were so you were such a good student. So every summer I'd work in my dad's factory, also doing things I shouldn't have been doing as a sixteen year old. What what factory? What was the factory producing? Pumps, like water pumps and stuff. Okay. And what were you doing? So I would, um, I would put pumps together, and I would go help them fix pumps that were broken out in the field. It was a very gross job. But this sounds... I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. So episode 11, we'll, we'll talk about that. There was lots of, there was lots of poop. <laughs> so. All right. And so then what was... Right. It sounds pretty appropriate for a 16-year-old to handle. To be digging through poop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who else are you going to do that? The guys I worked under like got paid pretty well. Really? Yeah. I figured you're like in Texas. That was like the jobs are like the crap jobs that you give to like the illegals. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were just illegals that were getting paid really well. <laughs> right. <And> still pay- <laughs> but I feel like illegals is like not an appropriate term. Well, all right. undocumented people. Undocumented workers. All, all the guys I worked with were documented. Oh, all right. Um, because my mom was in charge of like payroll and stuff, and she wouldn't have done that. Oh, she was on the but up and up. I was getting. I got paid like fifteen bucks an hour as a sixteen-year-old to do that. That's really good. Yeah, I think they were making like double. That's really good. Yeah. How old? How old were you? I would do like summer stupid work since probably when I started when I was thirteen, but then when. I, it got more serious the older I got. So like probably 16, 17, 18. When I was 15, I got paid $4.25 an hour <laughs> to put bikes together. How does that even work? But that was my hourly rate. And I think in the wintertime when the bike store was in its like low season, I only worked four hours a week. <laughs> so I literally... How are they allowed to pay you I was, 4 25 though? That was... That was that was minimum wage back in 1997. Man, you're old. And I think I was literally getting a check like post tax for like ten, like less than ten dollars. <laughs> well, you would get all your tax money back at the end of the year, at least. Yeah, I don't. I guess I, it was like that. That one check, I think, like pre tax was like eighteen dollars or something. Why did you have this job? A <laughs> How, well, how did you get this job, and why did you keep it for ten dollars? Well, so I got the job because I, I just I liked money and I felt like I needed money, and I got it. I got it from like two other people I knew from school, but that was only like during the winter time. And then when it, the weather got better, like they, I would work like longer hours in the summertime. Like I'd work like thirty to thirty-five hours. Oh, okay. Right. It was still four dollars and twenty-five cents. I don't even remember a time. <laughs> That's so insane. It feels like it was the 1950s. Right. And I wasn't even like putting the bikes together properly. Like someone else would always have to come and like finish them for me. What was the process of a, a bike shop blows my mind anyway that they can survive? <laughs> no, they closed down like 15 years ago. How much work, how many bikes do you have to be putting together um, I think, in a day? I think it would take, hour? It would take me half an hour to do one bike and i think most people would be able to get through one in like 20 minutes so yeah it was like basically setting up the bicycle for someone else to finish and i worked there for like two or three years 
And like, I think I should have gotten to the point where like, I didn't need to have someone finish it, but I always had someone, like someone always had to come and like tighten something or straighten something. Did you just not care? Or were you just dumb? Uh, I just didn't care. I think this was I, and my whole attitude of like not caring about meaningless jobs started pretty early on. I think That's <laughs> I'm working with, I'm working with 15 year old you now at the comic <laughs> or at the card store. I, I hate your type. <laughs> Good for them. They shouldn't be there for the rest of their lives. No, nobody tells you it has to be a career, but you should at least take into account the other people that are stuck there with you. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure that the bikes still were sold. And also what was interesting is that they would, they would have like four different stations and like two of the stations were like on the actual sales floor. And like, those were like where the best people went. And then they had one station in the back, like of the the warehouse factory place, and that was like for the auxiliary auxiliary people. And where they would put me was upstairs, <laughs> in like this like separate like makeshift room that had like an air conditioner that may or may not have worked, and like there was like a this loud buzzer that the owner would like use because they didn't have intercom systems. And like, so they would buzz you and you would have to run yeah, down. I would have to run down and like help them do something. And it was like this, like really like annoying buzzer. So what were you doing the rest of the time in that little room? I was just putting bikes together. So you had to like drag bikes upstairs to oh, put yeah, together no. to drag them downstairs. Yeah. Those were, that was a pain too, because so they come in those giant boxes and the stairway was like this like narrow creaky wooden stairway. And it was like ridiculous to get them up there. And then when I finished, I would have to like wheel them downstairs. Oh, this was like new boxes or new bikes. Yes, they were new bikes. You weren't fixing bikes. Okay. No, sometimes people would bring in repair bikes and I would like, I would be able to fix a flat tire, but that would take me like even longer to put a bike together. (laughs) Oh man, I bet they hated you so much. (laughs) One time. You need to find them and interview them. Have you ever fixed a bike flat before? Um, no, just in terms of like pumping it back up. Yeah. But no. So if you have to replace the tube on the inside and then you have to kind of seat the the tire on the outside back into the rim, if you don't do that right. And then you inflate it, like you could pinch the tube and if it explodes, like it basically sounds like a gunshot. Nice. And because it would like at least four times. And, like, it just sounds like someone, like, shot a bullet into the store, and it, like, scares the hell out of you. Wow. Yeah. And people would pay the store, like, $25 to fix a flat, and it would just be me back there doing it. Uh, Had they known that they could have paid you $4 to do it, you should have started your own company, your own business. Although I am pretty confident that I would be able to put a bike together now based on that experience alone with like no, no instructions. So how long until, uh, your daughter gets a bike? Uh, I don't know when do kids start riding. I don't know, but I just, the way you pronounce your daughter's name is wrong. What? And I was about to pronounce it incorrectly. The way I pronounce it is wrong. Oh, you say Ava. Right. Right. When I read it, I say Eva, I guess. (laughs) You're going to tell so me. I didn't want to say it wrong, so I changed it to your daughter. You're going to tell me how to pronounce my daughter's name? <laughs> yeah, man, it really annoys me. Wait, is it what what way do you think it's supposed to be pronounced? 
ever, I guess. I don't know. Like forever. <laughs> I think I I think of Evan and then I take off the N. <laughs> no. And since Evan's name isn't Evan. Have you ever heard of a lady called Ava Braun? <laughs> yeah, is that how you spell it? Yeah. If you would have said her name to me and I was supposed to spell it, I would spell it A-V-A. Have you ever heard of Ava Longoria? <laughs> have you ever heard of Evan Longoria? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were like, I think this podcast is starting to run long. So I'm going to run through the list of other jobs that I had. And if you have any questions, you can, okay. you, you can fill in some, you can fill in or you can ask me questions. Okay. So I worked at right. I worked at Friendly's, the ice cream shop. What was your role? You got to say your role as well. I was an ice cream scooper. Oh, nice. Okay. It was the worst job ever, and I only worked there. For- did you ever do it gross? Um, no, but I did see one time an opened carton of ice cream that you we would use to scoop for the customers. It was opened. Uh-huh. And it was in the refrigerator, in, like the walk-in fridge in the back, and there was a big footprint right in the center. <laughs> but you didn't i didn't it. do that someone else did that. did you take it and serve it though i didn't but i know that no one threw it away so so someone ate your someone's foot possibly foot cream. Yeah, it wasn't even like a, a barefoot like it was like a shoe footprint oh. yeah okay. i only wor- i gross. only worked there for two days because i hated that job <laughs> two days okay and that check Next. that check was 76 dollars Whoa, that's pretty good for two days of work. Yeah. Um, then I worked at no, then I worked at Walgreens just... for a summer. Uh, what did you do there? I stocked the shelves, and I was a cashier person. Anything funny ever happened there? I stole. I can't think of it. I stole a lot of things. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I thought we were going to avoid that part of your careers. Uh, you were a bit of a kleptomaniac. <laughs> Episode fifty. So what'd you steal from friendlies? Uh, I don't think anything. I think, f- I think food. I bet actually, if you think about it, I really stole that $76. I didn't earn that $76 at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. What'd you steal from Walgreens? Everything. We shouldn't talk about that though. We can talk about that at a later episode. However, one thing that I did enjoy about Walgreens is that I really liked ringing up customers. Like talk, because you got to talk to people. Uh, that's that was towards the end, but I was really good at scanning things really quickly. I felt like I took pri- <laughs> I, I actually took pride in like in in killing a line that had built up. Yeah, yeah. That was like your nickname. They called you in when the lines got too long. Oh, I was just there, and then like if I slacked off and they got really like long, I would be like, "Oh, watch this." <laughs> So you would slack off on purpose just so you could show off. So the running theme throughout your job so far is that you made people hate you a lot, I think. (laughs) But so, I mean, like we grew up with Napster and I feel like people in our generation just like stole everything. So I feel like I'm not like out of the norm here. Okay. Yeah. I did use Napster, so I can't, I can't argue. But I didn't steal from Tower Records. Which was my second, my third job, my fourth job. When I worked there for, I think, one month of college. Yeah, that was in college. And 
you sold me stolen merchandise. Did I sell them to you? Yeah. So you uh, doubled up. I didn't even. I didn't even give them to you. No, I. You gave me the ICP album, and ICP album. I don't remember which one because I wasn't going to pay for it, and you wanted me to listen to it. <laughs> so you stole it special for me. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. But you almost got caught there, didn't you? Almost, but I didn't because of quick thinking. So I had a like this. I feel like I need more than like an, an episode to talk about this, but oh. there was a whole system of, you know, the, the detectors at the front doors of stores, right. there were like some duds and there were some that were real. And so you could like navigate your way through them. It, the, this whole like scheme, like my whole, like Danny ocean, is that the name from oceans 11? Like this was like a whole like <laughs> oceans 11, like plot on my part. I had to transport CDs from one section to another section that they didn't belong in and then take them to another safe section where I could like take those little thingies off of those little magnet things off. Okay. And then some like a manager. What would the magnet things have done if you were going through the safe? Part of the plan was that I needed to go through one section that were real, like had the real detectors. Okay. Yeah. The non-real detectors I didn't have to worry about. Like I got through those to get to the safe spot where I could get rid of the det- like the little tags. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that we need to do a whole episode on your kleptomania. That sounds yeah. Because I thought of a few other stories just now. So. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's go back to just jobs. Like any other fun 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 anecdotes from jobs that's a good teaser for the the, the next episode <laughs> stay tuned next episode we try to get morris arrested <laughs> um the manager that hired me his name was gardner and i don't know if it was his first or last name well we can find a gardener from boston but I, and interview him but i also used him as a reference once and i did i just put down gardner because <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone called him right and then also, I don't even know why I used him as a reference because when I quit that job, I didn't even tell them. I just stopped showing up and nobody called me. <laughs> oh, they knew. They knew all along. Yeah. Um, so that was that job. The next job was the Museum of Fine Arts where I stole nothing. That would have been, that would have been impressive. I would have been impressed with that. Or I'm just saying that I stole nothing. Because you still have a billion dollar piece of art that you can't get rid of. They have there is like a an unsolved like case of a heist. They still don't know what happened to some piece of work. At the at the museum you worked at? Yeah. But I think or just in general. No, at the at that museum. There was like a there was an inside job like heist. But I think it was like before I worked there. Oh wow. Yeah. What'd they get? Um, paintings. I don't know what specifically. The problem with paintings is they're one of a kind. Right. But you can sell them on the black market and then people will pay like cryptocurrency yeah. with them. Right. So someone probably has a Bitcoin empire because of those paintings. Right. Untraceable, man. Until this year. <laughs> and then I worked at Hertz for a summer, the car rental place. Right. And then... Anything good there? I don't think so. I thought it was funny that it was I was considered an intern when really I was just the person renting cars out. And people would ask me for directions and 
I would be like, I have no idea. I don't drive. And they would get really mad at me. That's the funniest thing about Boston is like nobody drives. Right. They would ask me for directions so, and I would say, well, here's the map. And then they would say, well, just tell me. And I'm like, well, here's the map. And they'll say, you live here, don't you? And I say, yes. You take the red well, line. They, they asked, how'd you get to work? And I said, I took the train in. And have fun trying to park, you idiot. You idiot tourist. Well, the problem is, is that like they're leaving the city, so they don't really need exact directions they just need to know whether or not they're going north or south oh that was like my the extent of my knowledge was like when you pull out of the exit of the gate of the the parking lot you take a left or a right and that's all you need to know you're going to connecticut you take right. a left yeah, pretty much yeah but that's that's it that's all your jobs that's my list of ridiculous jobs pre-college or no okay. by the end of college you can include the barbecue job shop but that was like way post-college is that the only other job besides your serious job unless you want to count like like dvd reviewing but that was like stay at home and i didn't really get paid i got i forgot yeah and that was like that became a sham too at the end of it how how did that become a sham you just took dvds i i reviewed so many dvds that i just got burnt out and then i would end up writing the same things over and over again and then it got to the point where i went i wasn't even watching the the dvds anymore what was the website called that you worked it was called at end zone it was a really horrible name it was like atnzone.com and there was like a hyphen in there somewhere um did they ever know no they didn't care they just wanted hits right so you knew how to make you knew how to write the right. hits the movie the movie companies should have cared but they didn't either no they send out a billion of those any words that they can use right and it's not even the movie companies it's like they're like they're third party like um press company press release companies that send these things out yeah so the the film companies just get a report right. they're lucky if i even put the dvd in the dvd player so when i was in grad school well yeah, when I was in grad school, I worked for a record label, um, and that's what I did. I was the guy begging for those reviews. Oh, I would have written some reviews. <laughs> I needed good reviews, though. Well, I, I may have. When you work at a tiny record label, like, every word matters. Well, so, all right, case in point, there was one, like, sometimes I would get, like, a musical DVD, like, a, from a band or something. And this one was like yeah. from this guitar player, this female guitar, like heavy metal guitar player called like Cat, Cat something. It wasn't Cat Von D. It was Cat something, and she was like ridiculous, okay. like eighties, like hair. But she like did the whole like <laughs> shredding thing with it, like play really fast. And I don't think it was actually music at all. It was just her doing this over and over again. Yeah, I didn't write like a particularly good review. I was just like, all right, this isn't my thing. And I would just write about like the technical aspects of the DVD. And I was like, the sound is pretty good. And like the audio, like the, the video looks pretty good. The menu is colorful. Yeah. I would write about the menu. And then I wrote, I wrote some like throwaway line that was like, Oh, cat is a very like fast guitar player. She shreds with the best of them or something like that. And she, yeah. they, whoever they took that one line and they just attributed it to me <laughs> like, and that was it. That was all they quoted. They put it on all their press yeah. releases. It was on like a billboard. Right. And it, it would have like Kent's the fastest shredder in the world. And then like it would be like attributed to Morris Tang. <laughs> That's yeah, so pretty, awful for that poor It's pretty line. ridiculous. It's like where would you rate your technical knowledge of music? Like on a scale of one to ten? 
Uh, probably zero. <laughs> <laughs> Me as well. I just if I said if I said any if I said anything above like a one, I'm pretty sure that Evan would send us a hate email. <laughs> right. Hopefully he'll let me take a one. I'm going to take a one if Morris gets a zero. Because <laughs> I went to hundreds of shows at least. I went to shows, not hundreds. You don't get to one until you've seen 152 shows. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think we have like material for like the upcoming episodes now. Yeah, we should write that, that stuff down, <laughs> actually. Um because I spent a I spent a lot of time doing reviews as well and uh, show recaps, so we can uh, share some of our work. My work isn't even <laughs> online anymore because that website got taken down. Oh, man, you don't have anything. I have my own personal like reviews that I save. I have hundreds and hundreds of Word documents. Yeah, I want to I want to go through <laughs> them. So we can just make fun of each other for an entire podcast. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to make fun of me for because mine is literally the same thing every time. <laughs> Just change out the names, yeah. That's One thing that I like did pick up after like years and years of, of writing those reviews <clears throat> is that I was using the word dearth wrong. What is the proper definition of dearth? Is that there is a complete lack of something. Like, so if you have like a dearth, okay. that's what I was yeah. Saying. Like, if you have like a dearth of pizza, it means you have no pizza, right? okay and how are you using, I was using it? it the opposite way like as if it was a, to mean a lot right, of right and i would be like oh the menu has a like a dearth of options uh, I, that's so right. good because that like totally changes the review <laughs> right like you're just trying to write a, a positive review right. it was like i think i went years and i don't think i realized it until like a year after I stopped writing reviews. That's hilarious. All right. We'll, we'll talk a lot more about reviews in a future episode. <laughs> so stay tuned. All right. Do you have your red invasion quote? I do. Ready for this? Go for it. One thing we didn't curse. I don't think this whole episode. And I think we've cursed a few times is all throughout the whole course of it. But I think it would be funny if we don't curse except for the red invasion quote every, every week. Okay. It's just like, let's do it. <laughs> okay um in the immortal world words of geo chaos as for politics and music fuck it's so complicated <laughs> I, th I thought that was like a comma or like a pregnant pause nope nope i mean it. It, it's still applicable in 2018 is he was uh, speaking about the future all right well thanks for listening please rate and subscribe on itunes and if we ever get on chad's google play oh yeah i forgot to look we'll do that Some, someday all right good work